0: To the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners.
1: Airborne. We'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items
0: may not be used. My host Ricky Etdog, VP Etridge. Welcome to the show and welcome Et Dog.
2: Yeah, how are you today, Mike?
0: At home, I'm doing all right. Very well. I'm looking forward to this next one.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different one, this one. We're actually chatting to a a club that's not quite, I guess they're formed, they're not quite part of the USAFL and an official affiliate yet. They're still putting the groundwork to to get involved in that.
0: Yeah, all well, the sort of COVID and everything's caused some hiccups for them for a new club that's starting out, but they are over in Alabama, they're in Birmingham, Bush Rangers, uh, respect to Joel over there, but... You mate, it's, it's good insight into a team trying to get started, which is oh, cool.
2: Absolutely, mate. And you, you mentioned, we mentioned the club trying to get started and trying to grow the game in Alabama. And we spoke to, jeez, oh, when the hell did we spoke to Craz? Oh, yes. oh right. six that months ago. was back ago. in felt <laughs> works. So that was early days. So that was when. Yeah, yeah. But well, when we spoke to Craz, he, he did mention something to that, you know, that he's, this, didn't give us much. He said he's working on something behind the scenes. And it was like, okay, whatever, we're not going to asked questions because he didn't really want to you know, uh, elaborate. But turns out, mate, him and a few other people are working on uh, 45,000 across the USAFL. So it's about um, trying to grow the game of Aussie rules in America to get 5,000 participants. I think at the moment there's, my figures could be correct, but after 20 years, their figures, and you know, there's only just over 1,000 participants across USAFL where uh, there's a handful of people. Um, our mate Richard Barney that was on the other week, he's part of the uh, the group running this. Kraz is one of the founders, one of the co-founders behind it. A few other people behind the scenes running it. But you know, their, their project is, their goal is to literally get 5,000 people playing Aussie Rules footy across America in the next. I don't, it must be like I'm not too sure how many years, but I'm going to guess a few. In fact, they may go a thousand, just over a thousand at the moment, but.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, hopefully they're able to get somewhat close to that that goal and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the sort of new coverage that was getting, you know, the game was getting shown a lot more over in the US and there's a lot more uh, TV coverage over there. So hopefully that's going to help grow the game as well and, you know, Americans are going to start seeing it and going, this is a crazy bloody game, but you know what? I want to play it. So, um and, Yeah, good luck yeah, to them. I hope it all works out.
2: Absolutely, man. I'm hoping they get a get it get it going, and yeah, a good mix of uh men and women, you know, fronting it, which I think is a big important thing, especially in America, that we've learnt that the uh the women's game is very very strong across there as is around the whole world. So, i you want to go give them a follow on all their social medias. It's literally just at forty five thousand on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh. Even LinkedIn. Yeah. Nice. I've got a LinkedIn account. So I might have cross and give them a bit of a bit of
0: love. I don't even know what LinkedIn is, but, um, that hey, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And, yeah. No,
2: There's quite a few people that have been on the podcast that fronting it. So,
0: but I'll tell you what, the Americans could do with more Aussie influence in their life. Let's be honest, right? There's, oh, you, God, you I'm get really
2: concerned where you're going with this.
0: Hey, you get everything out of footy club. You get mateship, you get a good collective group of friends from all different backgrounds, all interacting together, all different races, religions, whatever, can all be found in the footy club. And like IQ you said, levels. Oh, mate, <laughs> there's some <laughs> Slow, There's low, some very low. varying. But <laughs> man, like you said, there's women playing, there's men playing, there's you know. Um so something you know there's a lot of americans that are still very shut off there and They only sort of know their their you know their group of friends that are all fit that that's their, their <laughs> careful mold. careful no, no, you know what i'm saying it's, it's a good saying. way to to expand and learn about different people is to play sport with them and like we have learned over in america that if you're you're not good enough to sort of follow professional avenues there's not a lot of full team sports that you get to play socially. So It's
2: not even America. It's sort of the whole world besides Australia. Like a lot of clubs will, you know, they'll have association or park football or soccer, but it's literally, I'm sorry, maybe Ireland with the Gaelic game, but, you know, park soccer is literally rock up, sort of like how we play our basketball, you know, rock up, play a game, well, go home. Well, I guess we sick beers in the car park.
0: Yeah, but that's, but, our, that's our footy background. Getting carried over to basketball, which, like you know, like I said, you get a basketball team. There's ten blokes that all play basketball together, but they don't hang out after the fact. You know, there might be a couple of blokes that work together, and you know, a couple of other guys, and they come together like it's sort of you know, get a pickup game going or whatever. But the full, you know, club rooms and having a you know a whole group of people that you rely on and you can have as your mates, and that's 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 the heart of every good club.
2: Well, we've just. Finally, got around to record this intro after a good half an hour chatting about our Cobra ball, which is literally made up of groups that we all blokes, we all met through the footy club.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, And you know, how many clubs have we heard or spoken to? And they're the same stories, you know, they met a bloke at a pub that told them to come play footy. And next thing you know, they got 40 mates that they, you know, in a no, new country it. they've moved to. And, you know, when they've needed help, the club's there for them and stuff. So, that's what yeah. I mean by a bit of Aussie culture heading over there and helping. You know, just yeah. just we're all we're all, we're all the same. Let's all get yeah. together and have fun. Exactly right,
2: mate. So as I mentioned on Monday night, normally Wednesday night would be my podcast recommendations, but I have literally given all of them so far that I listened to. There's a couple of, I do listen to, but I'm they're not really worthy of yet of giving yeah, a recommendation. And, mate, and also, they're, they're more like sort of more etob. Friendly, uh, yeah, not really.
0: Some of the last couple you've recommended are getting a bit um away from let's, football. Let's say away from football and not quite PG either. So oh, you've been listening, have you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah it, it so, gives you an insight into Ed Dog's mind what he finds humorous. Yeah, he's, he's, he's exactly right.
2: <laughs> and also the ones that I have recommended, they haven't shown enough love to be a two-time or a three-time repeater. So. So what I figured it would, I'd do tonight, mate, as we've mentioned a few times, we're, um, excuse me, <clears throat> we're getting close to 100 episodes. Yep, we've uh, worked close. out our schedule that we should be able to knock up our 100th episode on the uh, Monday the 21st of December. Now, that's scary to think that we're going to rock up 100 episodes in that such a short time frame. Keeping in mind that we also did the uh brackets, which wasn't an official episode, and the Mother's Day one, which wasn't an official episode either. So effectively we're up to uh hundred and two. But and then we're taking uh, <coughs> good three to four weeks off. Probably. Maybe yeah. how, how long how long do you want off? How long do you four, want? Four off? four weeks sounds good, I think.
0: <laughs> I think we deserved it after this year.
2: Four weeks. I give you a week of the kids annoying you over Christmas, but Eddie, a uh, recording so I can get away from them. No, see
0: <laughs> that's that's where the problem lies is I'm going to have all different families saying, oh, you can leave your house now, so come see us. So I won't have time to sit in front of the computer. I'll be getting dragged left, right, and center different and places. So.
2: There's another reason why we're trying to get these recorded <laughs> very, very quickly, so we're done. So anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is our 100th episode, you and me are going to chew the fat, talk about our favorite moments. We're going to run through a few things. We've got the, uh, the bear trap. Loyal listeners are going to join us, and we're going to reach out to fellow people to jump on, have a hundredth special, 100th episode Christmas extravaganza. If you will, so it'll probably just be you mean Bear Trap just talking shit. Yep. Which mate, that's not extravaganza. I don't know what is.
0: Mate, Pfft. required listening, I'd say. But...
2: but in saying that, just because we're gonna disappear f- not to do an episode for four weeks, doesn't mean we're disappearing. So now not long ago we done the uh, the best jumper in the world from clubs that appeared in the Cobra cast. South Dublin are your champions of that one and we had a lot of people world, mess- champs. world champs so we are going to America so better get it right um, we had a lot of clubs email messaging going how come this jump we need this jump and I said to them we will do another best jump of the world all together but we decided we're going to do that and something else so we're going to do a best logo in the world and these, these will be by um, submission only you don't submit your club, you ain't in. There'll be a deadline. Even if you've been on the copper cast, you don't submit your logo, you ain't in. Yeah, it's simple as that. We're no longer being, um, not, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know, we, we're expanding at other clubs that may not, their time zones may not work, so they can't jump on the copper cast.
0: Yeah, if you, had, if you haven't haven't had the chance to get on, we're not excluding you. Um, here's Thank your you. chance. Here's your chance. You get your submissions in. So submit your st- jumpers and make sure this is uh, yeah, your logos and make sure your social media is ready mm-hmm. to start pumping it up because yeah. you got to get those votes.
2: Yep, absolutely. Montreal demons prime example of that. But well, I always expect the Montreal to go the whole way with the uh the there logo be, and the jumper.
0: There will be no recounts. All right. <laughs> there will be no recounts, there'll be no contesting the votes. But I will I will take a passionate bunch of
2: supporters chanting stop the count. If you can get 30 of your club to be sending me a video, stop the count, I will stop the count there and then. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, I might even do it. For, <laughs> I might even do the press conference in front of a landscaping joint. What do you reckon, Rift? You have a no idea about that joke, do you? No. I was funny to you off air it's 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 quite humorous. But um anyway, so yeah, logos and jumpers, best in the worst. So we're gonna start with the best logo in the world. So pretty much from now, get your logos, get your submission in you'll have until the twenty, of you know, Christmas Day. We'll give you the Christmas Day to get your logos in, and then that'll run for a week or two, and we'll let you know when you can start submitting jumpers. But the big one, mate, the big one that is going to, I think, be an absolute beauty, mate, was your idea. What have you got for us? What is going to be uh, the the caviar on top that's going to... When we hit the Cobra cars back in January, we'll be announcing the winner of this big one.
0: So... So in sort of the theme of the like almost footy legends from the footy show we want your best captured footy moment and whether that's a a picture of the perfect tackle being made or a great mark or or just or a picturesque bloody oval in the middle of freaking germany with a castle in the background or something or
2: you got, got a brown bear rock up to a black brown bear, bear, a bear like,
0: game just we want that one picture that Captures the best moment of uh, footy getting played in your country, um, so that that I'm looking forward to that one. So starts no, that's a little uh, teaser to to the one that comes. So start going through your photos and and finding that best picture that represents footy in your country, oh, man, or state some... or province or wherever you uh, are. But
2: <laughs> uh, we've seen some uh, some grounds that have got some just immaculate backdrops on like that's going to be. Yeah, there's gonna be a few that's gonna be hard to beat with that one. But as you see, it could be anything. It could be, it could be the bloody uh the goalposts cut out of trees in Natalia.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. coming up soon. Uh, we chat to the chat to Natalia, uh, mate. That's that was a cracking story. But nice. hey, I'll tell you what, there's gonna be a logo submitted from this team, Birmingham Bushrangers, because that's a pretty bloody good logo oh, too.
2: It is, but and... as he explained in the chat, there's a it's gonna need to be. Altered a little bit due to due to the, the American-Australian barrier and the um, cultural differences that we are, we
1: hold.
0: Yeah, yeah, we just, they're not quite across Ned Kelly over there. They don't they don't quite get it. But mate, oh, from an I, Aussie I think, point of a view, like, Oregon is a cracker. So, and, and the it's... name
2: itself, the Bush Rangers, it's a, Bush it's
0: a Rangers Yeah, I like it. Birmingham just rolls off the tongue. Birmingham Bush Rangers. So, mate, let's get into this. Let's chat to Joel. It's
2: a good chat, mate. But next week lot, you know. Every now and then, there's clubs that I like to just make sure they get
0: Singapore Sharks. Singapore Sharks, yeah, mate. They, jeez, they got a good program going over there, that's for sure. And it's, and when I say program, like that, this is a club that's basically created their own junior league and everything. So yeah, it's, I
2: would, I would say, I would say it's a junior club with its own league. There's not really a, there's a masters team attached to it and a dad's team that might play a few games, but it's it's purely. Mainly a junior program, I
0: would say. Yeah, yeah, and that's like you said, <laughs> they, they pretty much created their own league and everything. And it's so, always, well, I didn't know there was that many Aussies yeah. over in Singapore.
2: Yeah. It's always good when the, uh, the head coach or anybody involved at in a club, uh, someone who we played against.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, over, a, over in Dandy. Uh, Dandy, oh well, yeah, we might have played against him. I can't remember that far um, back, but <laughs> I'm
2: assuming. I'm assuming. I'm assuming we did. He's, he's, yeah, he's probably. Fun, fun works well, but yeah, next week. Singapore. I've kicked a couple
0: of goals against Danny, so maybe yeah, he was
2: there. Yeah, probably. But yeah, <laughs> next week we got our Singapore Sharks and Nortalia.
0: Nortalia, yeah.
2: Northalia. And then, yeah, we got a hand, only another, what, six more to go before we're done for the year. So start getting your logos, your jumpers in. And hey, if you want to start getting your, um yeah, picturesque moments in, send them in. You can either send them to the Sandown Cobra's Football Network Club Facebook page, uh, the... At Sandown Cobras F on Instagram, at Twitter, at Sandown Sandown Cobras. I'm pretty sure our one is. Um, or you can send them via email to uh, vp gmail.com. I think Rifty would probably prefer you sending them to that, so he doesn't have to deal with them. So, but yeah, start sending them through, and yeah, we'll start working on a, on these these brackets and get to work.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. I look forward to it, and mate, it'll give something some for people to enjoy voting about so that's 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 the important part i reckon um but mate let's get into this joel with the birmingham bush rangers enjoy this one all right so today we've got joel joining us from the birmingham bush rangers a new club just starting out in alabama welcome to the show thanks was
1: nice it? Ah, no, it's push
0: it and that's our pleasure mate and I, I do have some family ties to Birmingham, Alabama, actually. My auntie only just moved away from there last year. She lived there for a better part of 30 years. So there you go. Have yeah. you came across here? Uh, no, nah, not myself. I've never been across, but um, my dad went over there last year, but uh, she just moved to Denver last year when he went over. So he, he hasn't been to Alabama himself, but. Oh, nice one. Yeah. That's, that's
1: not a bad move, though, moving to Denver.
0: It'd be nice up there, yeah. She, she's um spending a lot of time trekking the trails and stuff uh in the, the mountains of Denver, so yeah, she's, cool. she's enjoying it.
1: Um, here is pretty flat, flat around here for the most part,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big uh, college football fan, so I like the the Crimson yeah. Tide. So, um, but how, how, did, how did you uh get involved in footy over in? in Alabama and, and decide to start up a team?
1: Well, I actually used to, a couple of years back, play college football for UAB out in Birmingham. And um, after, you know, it's one of those things with college sport, after it, there's not a whole opportunity to do things. You know, unless it's obviously it's like NFL or NBA, whatever it may be. But it's, it's a tough thing to have organized sports. I feel like people just start going to the gym or, you know, just kind of run around and try and find things to do. Uh, We've got a few local rugby teams and actually a few local cricket teams as well that I went down. I went down to the cricket teams, but I was kind of like, I want to do a bit more. I want to be a bit more active, you know, and it's not like Australian cricket where you'd have a few pints at, you know, when you're not even bloody fielding, whatever. Um, But yeah, I thought, I kind of just thought you know, I don't really want to play rugby. I played that years ago when I was in Queensland and I just wanted to start footy and kind of seen um, a few of my mates who punted out at Rutgers. He, he was living in Arizona and played for the US AFL team, the Outlaws out there. So as soon as I saw him tagging a photo, I'm like, shit, maybe I could have a... Oh, sorry about my language.
2: Nah, mate, uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if this was uh like time zones reversed, it would probably yeah. be me saying a lot worse stuff than that. <laughs> so you're all right, mate.
1: Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it was kind of just saying that. And I was like, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here. And, you know, like you said about college football and Alabama's, you know, it's the state for college football. So people are interested in either seeing someone get hit or hitting someone and being active. So I was like, it's probably not a bad place to start it, and you know, being the first team to actually take the steps towards it has been pretty,
0: pretty rewarding already. Yeah, awesome. So a very different story than most we've heard. So, I'm assuming you're a punter. Yeah. Uh, in um, college, pretty much the only Australian position, although there's a few kickers out there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, f- a few, few big. Uh, you know, you'd say Aussies, but they're you know. Probably of Samoan background that lived in Australia that have now gone over and and, and joined teams. Um, but have you managed to you know get any former teammates that aren't haven't gone on professionally and stuff to come give the game a go? Any big you know wide receivers or anything like that?
1: Uh, we've we've actually right now we've got a. I'll first answer your question actually. So we don't have anyone from college, and the the hardest thing is because the years I was through there is we recruited from all over America. And, you know, they, they're coming from Baltimore, California, um, you know, some down in Florida, some up north, wherever it may be. But as soon as they are done their time, generally people go go home. Um, so there hasn't been that many people that I've even tried to reach out to about it because it is such a different sport. And I think, you know, that's why you see basketball players doing so well in in general. It's like that's kind of the scope that we're leaning towards. Um, but we do have a, a young kid down who's playing high school football out in in Birmingham, and he um, he's 17, and he's been coming down and training, and he's told all of his mates, so as soon as their season's done, we'll have half a team already from half an American football team, which is good.
2: Yeah, would be nice to have that many uh, well, kids, I guess, effectively yeah, exactly. being high school, coming across to uh, hopefully grow the team. So you obviously played a bit of uh, Aussie Rules back in your days in Australia. Yeah. So um, yeah, who did you play for? How long did you play for? What position?
1: I uh, played, well, I'd probably start, you know, obviously being, I'm a Victorian. Okay. So I picked up footy when I was about five or six. Uh, moved to... I played for Morningside Panthers in Queensland after I moved from Victoria um, and came back and lived in Wodonga and played for Wodonga Raiders. Uh, After that, I went to Beaumaris Sharks near Sandringham, Beaumaris. Um, And then I played for Brighton Grammar and then after Brighton Grammar, I played for North Footscray for a year or two and just kind of travelled around and you know, get a kick wherever I could. (laughs) I I did kind of lose a passion for it a bit though there. And I think, you know, this has definitely sparked it again. You know, like I'll I'll always watch a lot of old footy, you know, like electrifying 80s or boost bumps and balls and stuff. So, and as you know, the game has changed a lot. And it kind of, you know, I, I have sparked that footy
2: footy passion again so that's why I'm, I'm bringing it here yeah no so it would be um I've, I've had a, I'm sure well, Rifty wouldn't actually if didn't play hasn't played that long but I definitely had periods in my life where your passion for playing the game definitely uh, weans and you all of a sudden not long later you find yourself you know, you find that passion back by doing something so um did you have a certain number that you used to like to wear or that you, you know you still wear now?
1: I've always I've always liked wearing number thirteen. Actually, oh, and back to the position. Sorry. Oh
2: yes, sorry. Think um, about that.
1: I like to play centre half back. I like to play on that player. You know, the pretty boy who's wants to pick the and kick all the goals, but I like to play on him and just give him a run for his money. That's yep. that's my position there. So I yeah, hate it.
2: centre half forwards are always the pretty boys that you know yeah. think they want to be full forwards. Really, that's all they are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: None a
2: centre-forward, no, I'm a full forward, so... Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, center forwards. I want to be full forwards. Just, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm about
0: five foot too short yeah. to be centre-forward. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're just the full forwards that just aren't... Yeah, aren't don't, can't kick straight enough and they just can't body on body, so they've got to run around and... Yeah, they've got to get
0: their easy marks, though. Yeah. They've got to try and run the defender off their feet a bit. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> just off
2: center forwards. Oh, absolutely. I.
0: I, can't I, can't
2: say I've met a hardest, hardest
0: centre half forward. See, I, no. I, I thought being a punter, you were going to be a centre half forward and just be banging goals in from the centre. And mate,
1: I think the the last actual game I played, I probably kicked one goal fight. I can't kick like I can't kick <laughs> for goal. I mean, I can hit a target, all right, but I can't. I don't know. Yeah. So it, it's
2: put... it's amazing that people can hit a fifty metre kick, and it's. You know, on the chest, but you put them in front of goals and they they go to water. We're on the other way around because I've been a full forward my whole, pretty much my whole life. I'm like as long as I hit you, sort of, you know, within five minutes to the left of you, and five minutes to the right of you, that's a target to me because that's all I need to aim for normally.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you will just say, sense. "Oh, you should have bloody pushed harder." Yeah, I'm a pretty good field kick, so. Um, and then
1: it's actually funny when you when you talk about punting as well. So my old man growing up said, he said never try a torp and I never did and then going to punting where it's all torps it was kind of a, it was such a weird transition even just that in itself
2: yeah that is oh, that's all you yeah, ever kids as a kid was just torps
1: yeah <laughs> so um, <Exactly>. who,
2: <laughs> who do you follow in the AFL
1: I'm not proud of saying it actually no I still am
0: proud Paul Thorne.
2: yeah nice no, I so. think
0: that's had some good success and um, they'll be all right. They'll be back up there. But yeah, I think it,
1: it is one of those things, you know, you got to, you, you miss all your big plays and then they leave and retire and whatnot. And other teams, you know, move on. It goes up and down. That's the good thing about footy. Whereas, like, you know, you look at Premier League soccer, it's always United, Chelsea, City, because they got the money for it. But footy's a good balance, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, um, what about your favourite player? Who's been your favourite hawk?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, I actually, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I loved Joel Smith. He's he's all for some reason. He was just he was so smooth. He was just you know, he'd get the ball as well, pretty good. Um, right now, I couldn't even tell you who my favourite hawk is at the moment. Probably Ben, maybe Ben McAvoy because. When I was at Inwoodonga, we grew up around the same people and his younger brother I was mates with, so probably same.
0: Big boy, McAvoy, nice.
1: And he's, um, he's, come, he's, he's been
0: killing it. Mm. Yeah, well, mate, he's uh, done real well. Um, I'm just glad he didn't say, but uh, he's Can't
1: stand man. him. Can't really? Stand, yeah. No, nah,
0: he's a gun. He's, he's real he's, good. Yeah, but he's just got flog written all over him. It's, it's hard,
2: <laughs> hard to get past that. <laughs> he's got, he's got what do we call a, a, a punchable face, that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely so he, And not, not taken away from the fact he's a great player. Like, he's an absolute great player, but he's just... Yeah. Yeah. But that's the he's thing, the I reckon he's, he, look, he is a player, though, that I reckon as soon as he pulls on your jumper, you love him. You're like, oh, he's a bloody superstar. I don't know why you hate him for Similar to, you know... Ballantyne back in the day, like if Ballantyne was a point, your team's jumper, you'd go from hating him to just admiring him, thinking he's the greatest thing. Like, same as Toby Green, hate him at GWS, nah. he throws on your jumper.
1: Yeah. yeah and I agree with that. That would be like, you know, probably the best example with Patrick Dangerfield. Now, I liked him at Adelaide, but as soon as he went to Geelong, he was just an extra wanger. I can say that with not will because he is a wanger.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how, uh, um, a, a jumper changes your opinions. So I'm a massive soccer fan. So, Tim Cahill, obviously, being a soccer roos legend. When Tim Cahill was in a soccer roos jersey, he's a god. When he'd come to Melbourne City, as soon as he put on a Melbourne City jersey, he was the biggest flog on earth, biggest wanker, absolute just cock of a bloke. Two months or two weeks later, he throws on a soccer roost. Oh, mate, you're a god, you're a savior. Did <laughs> jersey, mate? You're an absolute wanker. It's just, uh, it's just how it works. A jumper can change the view of somebody very, oh, very boy. quickly. <laughs> That's all. Awesome.
1: So you're a victory fan,
2: then? I'm a very, very big victory fan, mate. So I like City. I, I,
1: well, I liked Heart a long time ago. But... Yeah,
2: and so I, I figure when a bloke sits there and goes, oh, I'll follow the Heart, and then they continue on with the city, I'm fine with that. It's when you get the blokes that are like, I. Oh, Jump ship to Melbourne City, uh, man, man! Melbourne City because you know, they've got the backing of Man yeah. City. It's just like yeah, you're all you just you just a tax write-off. That's all you are. But um, yeah. now I'm a I'm a massive Melbourne Victory fan to the point where I think one of the questions we ask, you know, the um, well we'll get yours out of the way now. Actually, mm-hmm. so if you could go back in time to one event, any sporting event in history, what would it be? Because mine was, I said the Melbourne Victory 2018 Championship when we wanted to Newcastle because I was there for it. So I'd go back to that event. So if you get, you pick any event in any part of history, what would it be to go back and watch?
1: Um, that's a very. I know
2: I've thrown you on the spot. We, we can come back to it. That's for sure. That's like, that's no issue. Cause it is I a.
1: I might have an answer for you though. And I if it was a moment now, so in the premier league, I'll go for West Brom. And a few Ooh. years back, they played. Um, when I lived in California, they played uh, Sacramento. And actually, one of the dudes who's with um City now, uh, Delbridge, he played for Sacramento too. And I was chatting with him; was a good bloke. And but he, um, you know, I met all my favourite players from West Brom because they're they're there to you know play a friendly and have a good time. But if I could go back to an event, I think it. I want to say it was in Brisbane. Years ago, and I was very young, but it was Cameroon were playing a friendly, I think, against Brazil, and it was like Brazil's second team. I think it was that game. But, um, Patrick Mbomber, do you remember him? He, he was a gun for Cameroon,
2: yeah. I don't, yeah, maybe so, yeah,
1: don't quote me if it's Cameroon, it might be no, it is Cameroon, but he threw his jersey in the crowd, and my brother was next to me, and I was super young. And it went like past my brother and then to like two seats next to us. If I could go back in time, I'd I'd move in that spot right there and then catch a jumper.
2: Yeah. I understand. Well, okay. Now out of that answer, I need to know how did you come and become a West Brom supporter? Rifty doesn't understand soccer, so he doesn't he doesn't understand how unusual I find this.
1: <laughs> yeah, a um, lot of people actually man, there's not a lot of fans that go for outsider clubs. Um I think it was the start of their... They've been a fan from now for about 15, 16 years or something, but I think it was the start of their time when they were... The start of their yo-yo yep. promotion, relegation. And, you know, one year up, the next down, up, down, blah, blah, blah. I think it was the start of that, and they just came in and it was, they played good football... I think they, you know, they got out the next year, and then they started picking up these players. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to go for. I mean, I, I hate Liverpool. I hate Chelsea. Bunch hate of City.
2: absolutely fucking flogs. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of flogs. Who's it's, your? Thing? I'm an Arsenal man, so. Oh, yeah, of flogs. It's, yeah, I <laughs> know, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an no, Arsenal man.
1: My, my brother's a Tottenham fan, and. Yeah.
2: Oh. But, yeah, no, I am um, – yeah, so I guess you just said there, Rifty, like majority of people go for your, your United, your cities, your Liverpools, Chelsea's, like Arsenal's. So, yeah, like it's like when our, we a, um, our runner at our club goes to Southampton and I was baffled why he went to Southampton. I'm pretty sure it's because his dad was born there or something like that. But yeah, it's – I find that I just one of Australians that you're a West Brom man. I like it. I do appreciate – I always West appreciate
0: – Is that Green Street
2: Hallians? No, that's West Ham. West Ham. So that's the type of knowledge we got here, mate. Yeah.
0: So that's, <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's looking at, he's looking a bit like, um, what's his name from from Green Street Hooligans? Um, bloody Sons of Anarchy, what's his name? Jacks. Uh, Charlie. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. He's looking okay. a bit like Charlie Hunnam, like he'd fit right in with the Green Street Hooligans. <laughs> <over> there, <'cause... laughs> I don't know
2: if that's a compliment or not. I'll
0: take it. Man, I was going like, to say, actually, come that's to think
2: that. about it, yeah, looking like Charlie Annum, like, geez, you'd take that, wouldn't hey, you? Geez,
1: like, a, yeah, he's dude. a
2: bloody movie star, would he? Yes. So, in other words, when this gets when this gets released, he's going to edit that out, take away the part that you'd fit right with the Grand Street to be like, yeah, so they reckon I look like Charlie Annum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'll take it. Yeah. I remember a few years back after watching that, and, you know, there's a uh, Football Factory. That's a great Hooligan movie. But I was thinking, you know, when I was a kid, I'm like, that would be that'd be a lot of fun just going to watch (laughs) football and going to the pubs all the time and I kind of wanted to do it but then I was like you know I probably won't fit in because I'm Australian being in like hooligans but you
2: know yeah no it's good fun going to the pubs and going to the games but yeah the punch on's not for me but anyway anyway we'll get back to the the bush rangers mate because
0: yeah well I also um, I want to know you seem like you're pretty passionate about your soccer as well but how did you end up punting over in in college over in Alabama like how did that all come about
1: well it was so when I was down uh, at Sandy Dragons for a little bit I actually was I was there with Brad Wing and then obviously you know he's I don't even know where he's punting now but he killed it at LSU he's been in the league for a while now but he kind of I was watching my old man was watching college football you know, like a year later or whatever, or two maybe, and he was like, oh, that's, isn't that blah, blah, blah. But Ring was like, oh, yeah, shit. And then I was like, if he could, you know, get to that level of college and, you know, there's a lot of colleges, I'm like, I may as well have a crack at it. And that's kind of how it came about. Because I was saying, you know, I lost a passion for footy. It was just something that's like, I want to experience. I want to do something a bit different. Um. So I kind of felt, you know, I fell into that, and went through Pro Kick Australia. Um, hands down, like the, the best punning academy in the world. And you know, they have obviously a lot of Australian, they're all Australians there. Um, so I went through them and then went to a junior college out in Stockton, California. And then got picked up from UAB after my time at the junior college. And then I've got a missus here now, so I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, <little. nice.
0: laughs> it's um. You yeah, see, I played Gridiron yeah, in Australia. I played for the oh, yeah. Miners back a, as a junior. Um, I my when my I,
1: cousin played there, actually. Oh, yeah? He just, he's, he's super young, though, but he played
0: there a of couple of years back. But sorry, go on, mate. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. Uh, the Miners actually folded a couple of years ago now, so... No longer going, which is a shame. But yeah, it's. um, I know there was a couple guys sort of back when I was playing that were, you know, tried their hand at going over and didn't really have much luck. But it's been good that the, you know, Pro Kick Academy and stuff has been able to start up and help guys get over there. And, you know, you've even got guys that are getting delisted from AFL teams after a year or two on the system and thinking, oh, they might go give it a shot. I think um, Bailey Rice from. From uh, St Kilda's looking at heading over, and uh, Aaron Sipos.
1: Yeah, he, he just finished at Auburn last year, I think. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a couple of players who, who've gone that route. And we've, you know, I, th- I think it's a great transition. I mean, it's, you know, after we always kick a footy, it's something that's it, it's a lot, it comes a lot more natural to Australians to do it. It is, a, it is a pretty big transition, though, I will say. it's a, It did take a while to get the hang of it.
0: So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, a little bit different. How, how much time do you spend just bloody um, punting or, you know, kicking torpedoes, as we would call it, <laughs> um, just <laughs> on a training session? I know, you know, special teams is sort of off to the side a bit and they're not really the, the most focused on But How much time would you spend punting footballs?
1: When I was going through um, UAB, I was... I was the only punter there, so I was punting... You know, probably about 100... 120 punts a day, which is a, is a lot, you know. It's, it's a lot on your... on your, Especially your hammies. Especially because of how old I was, you know. It's like, I need to try and ice these all the time. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, probably, you know, a couple of hours here and there and just whenever whenever we are on the side, you know, we'll just do certain drills like holding drills or um, ball drops, you know, because at the end of the day, that's probably one of the biggest things. And just trying to stretch and keep active instead of just staying still because once you go in for the special teams period, you've got to be ready to go.
0: Was there any ambition of trying to make it to the NFL at all?
1: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, it wasn't, you know, at the end of the day, it was, I wasn't, wasn't all in, so to speak. And, like, you know, it's taken me a long time to kind of realise that and be happy with that, you know, because it, it, I was, you know, I'd be kicking myself for a while about it in a situation, but... I was kind of like, you know, football doesn't last forever, for one. And the, the chances of, you know, for punters or, or special teams in general, to actually even make it to that level is very slim. So, and there's a lot of great punters out there in general, a lot of younger kids who they'll look for like, you know, even say at the NFL combine for, for specialists, they'll look at like the hand size and be like, well, your hands, you might drop a ball because your hand's not big enough like It is it, it, little things like that that go a long way that you know it, it was something for me that I was like hmm. I don't know that's kind of that's my answer I guess
0: yeah yeah no it's it's, it's crazy when you uh, you hear all the the breakdowns of you know players and that yeah you know, like you said you know it's got even receivers and stuff that oh I was at Kyler Murray, I'm pretty sure they said that they're worried about his hand size because his hands are a little bit too small. And it's like, mate, the guy's a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason, but <laughs> they're worried he's, he might drop a ball out of his hand. It's crazy.
1: And it's, and it's weird because they look, at, they look into that so much. But I saw on the draft a couple of years ago, there was some bloke from, like uh, did one A school and he just got out of jail or something like that, and they still picked him up. Like, that's interesting that you'd still go that route. You know what I mean? It was...
0: It's because his hands are bigger than the other bloke. <laughs> yeah.
1: you <laughs> got the say, big hands, big blood.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But, uh all right, so how has it been trying to get these uh, Birmingham bush rangers up and going and, and uh, you yeah. Know? Trying to get the club started.
1: Um,
0: it's it hasn't
1: been super difficult. It's been, you know, I'm definitely I'm an overthinker in general, so I'm always thinking like, oh, I need to do this or do that. You know, just try and plan things out because I don't at at this time in this point in time I don't expect or don't ask like anyone else around the club to do too much you know what i mean um because i don't want them to be like oh here's all this pressure on you so to speak so i'd rather them just come out and have a kick around and get to know each other and then you know i'm just chipping away at things myself in the background you know like i've just started to do um i started it yesterday doing like a player handbook that all the blokes who will come out and that's a big thing in america is, play handbooks so, like you know in Australia I don't think I've ever got a play handle. I wouldn't have known what it was but here I think it's a good um, it's good like learning
0: tool for them. it's a big part yeah. of the, the sporting I, way over there isn't it to have that I the think playbook I,
2: I think I was given a, you know, a book like a, that type of thing once and I was just like fuck this I'm not reading yeah. this you and tell was, me what to do I'm not doing reading
0: that was two years ago <laughs>
2: Was it? No, it was three years ago. <laughs>
0: three years ago.
2: Oh, okay, I've had it. I've had it given to me twice, then. and both times I don't think. I think it's just sat at the bottom of my bag the next season. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that was, that's what I was kind of thinking as well. Like, shit, maybe I'm just doing this for no reason. But you know, I've got to, just in case someone wants to read something. You never know.
2: Yeah, that's fair. so like, I think. Well, we discussed why you decided to start the Bush Rangers at the start of it. So, why did you decide on the name of the Bush Rangers? Like, that's uh, I like it because it's different. From a lot of clubs, but yeah, you know, what was the thought process behind the Bush Rangers?
1: I think, um, well, obviously, you know, growing up in Wodonga and my brother played for Murray Bush Rangers, and you know, we so we're super close to that area. Um, it was something that I feel like people, in a sense, kind of have this view of Alabama. It's not, you know, it's not always in the greatest light, but people don't... If you haven't really been here, you don't know it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like they're the underdog. They're like the outlaw, so to speak. That's why... And, I mean, Birmingham, Bush Rangers, has been yeah. BV, That helps a lot more. So, And I didn't want to, you know, not throw and shade at any other teams, but it, it, some of it's not original. And it's like, you know, you're using what's been used and i've never been about that i try and do something a little i know there's obviously Bush trains but i'm trying to do something a little different um i think it pops out a bit more so
2: yeah we've discussed plenty of times this podcast that like we like when clubs will come out with a different name or like we understand that say a afl club or a club from over here was to donate jumpers definitely understand that you'd take on their name but if you're starting up a, a new club with no ties to anything, instead of using a name that's already got four clubs in that country, bring something else to the table, something unique and original, like the Bush Rangers. Now, I remember when you guys first started, I think you and me had a bit of a conversation on our, uh I G, Instagram, and you were saying that um it's taking a little while to explain to the blokes what a bush ranger is. Are you are you you're still um yeah, they start to understand exactly what a bush ranger is and how in australia we idolize effectively a criminal that
1: <laughs> yeah. they are starting to get the hang of it and you know whenever i tell the story to because some you know it's it's one of those things like some people listen to some people don't but i'll try and explain the story and then i'll be like ned kelly actually sorry johnny cash actually sang a song about ned kelly they're all like what I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's how big he is. Like, a, he's a big deal. And then say, obviously, Mick Jagger, he he played Ned Kelly once upon a time. But um, now they're starting to get the hang of it, and I think you know, just being those, like I said, going back to the point of being like, you know, outlaws in a sense. Um, all the kids, all the kids and blokes who we have got coming down, are all such different backgrounds that they seem like they're. That they kind of have that feel to them that they're a little bit of a, a rough around the edges, right? which is good, which is what I'd want in a footy team for sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And also, I also guess the fact, like I said, about the name being unique, you're the you know, the Birmingham Bears. Everyone knows what a bear is. So it's like, okay, cool. Someone walks up to you, oh, what do you play? Aussie Rules. What's that? What team are you named? Birmingham Bush Rangers. What's that? All of a sudden, they're intrigued by just the name alone, not in the sport you play. They actually might listen and Take a bit more notice if you turn around and say, "Well, the swan." It's like, okay, cool. I know what a swan is. Off yeah. I go. So, um, obviously, you know your, your logos. I like your logo. It's it's pretty cool. Um, have you given much thought into a, a design for your jumper?
1: Yeah, well, actually, um, I have decided to change that logo because there might be certain symbols in it that people might not see. You know, going back to the point of, um. Not every American knows Ned Kelly. So, uh, you know, being a team in Alabama and having Ned Kelly wearing a mask isn't, you know, the look that I've kind of come to realize that, that it might, it might tread on some toes that we don't want it to tread on. Oh, okay. So I'm actually changing the logo. Um, and the jersey's pretty much going to be the same as the new logo. So it's going to have that, you know, the, I guess the bar across it just be black, grey in the middle, and white on either side. Um, and then the, I guess the Clash jersey would be similar to the um, Port Adelaide, uh, their Prison Bars jersey, yeah. in a, even in a grey.
0: It's uh, even the, the Ned Kelly helmet, it's pretty iconic to Aussies, but you could see people over there be like, what the hell is this? This logo. What the hell has he got on his head? Yeah, that's not a that's not a helmet. Um, that's a bloody bucket with a hole in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate that I you know decided to kind of towards changing it. But that's the way it is. You know, I can't really. I mean, I'll, I could eventually do it again later, but just take the helmet off. But it's also you know I do the design, so it's kind of tough. Draw someone with a beard, and there's a bit of a nightmare. And I'm like, no, I'll just change it. So I was pretty
0: simple. <laughs> get the old, uh, put a cowboy hat on with a with a mask oh, think, on, and, and sort of get that little crossover between there, uh, you know, a cowboy and a bush ranger, and you'd be laughing. I'd be with
1: sure. But um, then I was like leaning towards like a, a Ned Kelly, actually like you know, his, his face when he's got that photo of the beard. I was thinking of doing something like that. It actually still relates to him.
0: Yeah, maybe chuck the uh chuck the Southern Cross in the background or something and maybe maybe <laughs> then blokes can get it tattooed on their ribs, be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> How does that come up twice in a day? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's- Southern cross tattoos have never come up in like eighty episodes, and it's happened twice in a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I actually said years ago. I said to, I, think I said to some of my mates, I'm like, I'll get a southern cross tattoo if I lived overseas, and I've lived here for like six or seven years. And I'm like, I'm still not getting one. Yeah. I'd <laughs> I'd never get one. Actually, coming into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not on my list of tattoos to get. That's so, uh, yeah. I'm not- to do this for sure. And um, what's what's the process been like? Yeah, I know you haven't officially joined the USAFL yet, but what has that process been like? And, and sort of how close are you to to actually joining a league and getting going?
1: Uh, it it it's it hasn't been too bad. Um, you know the process of it. A lot of it is just like you know the designs and getting things ready and you know reading through the the US AFL constitution and stuff like that. I'm just getting you, when they say like, dot your I's and cross your T's or whatever it is. Um, just trying to do, do that thing. But there's also like other things that I'm doing at the same time other than work. But, you know, right, looking at how to secure grounds, I think that's the toughest thing in America is finding grounds. Um, and not even just the fact of the size of it, but, Every you know, we were down at a soccer place a couple of weeks ago, and the bloke's like, "You have to get off here." And like, we, you know, we're trying to start footy, and he's like, "No, nah, only if it's soccer." And I'm like, "We probably we tear up the ground less in footy than soccer." So it's it's it is a tough thing to find. Um, we are getting pretty close. So I sent off the the final design and you know jersey with the USAFL logo. It's our logo on it. Um, so we should probably hopefully hear back within the next two weeks um, how it goes. And I've kept up, you know, and to do with other footy teams, I guess, keeping up with Kraz out in Atlanta and Rome. Um, so hopefully sooner than later, we'll even just have a scratch match so our boys can, you know, get used to it and actually see why we do these drills of training or why we actually train. You know, because that's the toughest thing. It's like... We don't yet have enough to have like a, a decent, say, nine-a-side game or anything. Um, but we're trying, i will try to emulate a lot of game situations, like from the centre bounce, from from the throw-in and then kicking the goal, or you know, just keeping, keeping off, stuff like that. So, but yeah, we're getting close.
0: Yeah, nice. No, so hopefully, it doesn't take too much longer, and and you're able to get some scratch matches, and I'm sure. Yeah, we have spoken to Kraz, and he's a man that's had a, his hand in starting up a couple of different teams, so he's, a, he's definitely the right bloke to help you along yeah, uh, in getting that started.
2: He's definitely a bloke too that would welcome you know clubs popping up anywhere, especially in his region. So I feel like, yeah, Kraz is definitely a man that you'd like you know, on your side, helping you to get going, yeah. and he'll definitely back you up one hundred percent like he did with the um, the Jacksonville Saints. You know he was had a big hand in you know, um, advising them what to do and how to go about it. So, yeah, Craig is definitely a man you want on your side, in my opinion.
1: He's such a great um, asset to, like, the whole thing happening. And just he's, you know, he's very knowledgeable, but he also has has a goal, you know, and just for not even just, like, local area, but just for everyone in America to try and come together with footy in general. You know, along with USAFL, but everyone just putting their hand in him and saying, like, let's let's try this, let's do that. And I think it will go a long way, and he's, you know, he's awesome. I talk to him, like, at least two or three times a week, just checking in. So, you know.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, wasn't there somebody else we are speaking to that yeah, calls him um, dad? Yeah, David from Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> calls
1: yeah. him dad.
0: Yeah, calls him dad. Footy dad. Footy he, dad. Sure. <laughs> Footy dad. Yeah, he... He hasn't quite embraced it. So if you start calling him dad too, he might, he might embrace it. <laughs> Either that, or he might totally go get fucked one of the two. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'd, I'd,
1: if I was him, I'd go the second option too. <laughs> um,
0: and well, before we got on the chat, you did just uh, finish a training session. So how did that go? How did? Yeah, it
1: was good. Actually, we, um, you know, where, we, where we've been training now, cause you know, we've, to go to a handful of different grounds i'm trying to make it easy for people to travel a bit more central whatever um the ground that we go on actually has got like so it's a it's a football field that they've like put it in three sections across so the kids normally play um uh, flag football and there hasn't been many out so they'll take up like two of it and then we'll have one but then they'll turn the lights on the you know the coaches but tonight they weren't there, so we had to kind of cut training short. It was pitch black. I was walking through the, field nearly tripped over. Um, but no, we had we had a good session tonight, and everything's everything's kind of coming together. It's good to see like American, you know, in particular Americans who are picking it up, you know, at certain age groups, and they're they're slowly, some of them are like excelling, but you know they're slowly coming together. With their skills, with using their voice, with you know, even shepherding, even even tackling. We don't do full contact, but you know, we'll wrap someone up. But they're getting better with, you know, even their knowledge as well. And that's something that's real rewarding to see that, you know, if you train, it will pay off. And if you listen to the training and you know, do these certain things, it'll go a long way.
2: So one thing I I always like to ask when it sort of comes up is how hard do you find it to teach someone that's never, ever seen the game just the simple basic fundamentals that we would have learnt at five years old? You know, they're coming in at, I'd say, 25 and they've got absolutely no idea what they're doing. How hard is it to teach them? Are they pretty quick learners or are there certain things that sort of help teach them?
1: I think it, it can be somewhat challenging at times and... Um, It's, like, they, they are good listeners, but I think, you know, the execution's a bit different. So, like, I'll, I'll be super focused in what they're doing. You know, I learnt this, you know, this kind of, I guess, teaching method, obviously, through coaches in college about punting, because I pretty much did the same thing as what they're doing now. So, it's it's something where, you know, I'd try and, pay complete attention to what they're doing and how they're doing it, why they can change it or whatnot. And not even like, you know, on the side, i I would get someone to film me in slow-mo kicking a footy and then I'll get them to do it and then say, see the difference. Like, you know, if I'm dropping the ball down here, I'm holding it a little longer, guiding it down. Um, you know, and if you've dropped it a bit early and it's just going wayward, that's why the kick goes wayward. So that that's kind of, and that's helped a lot. Even just doing that, and I learned, You know, I did that with hunting because I mean, I couldn't really see it because it's hard to. I'm a very visual person, so for me, that was the easiest way to learn. So I think you know that is, and it definitely shows that they're learning through even slow mo videos. But it is like I said, you know, that's rewarding seeing that how far they've been coming along and they want
0: to learn it too, and that's the that's the biggest thing too. Yeah. You know, it's probably a, a benefit, you having that background of having to get, so, you know, coach to the finer details yourself. Uh, you know, like Hit Dog said, when you pick a footy up at five years old, start kicking it, like, we're never really taught step-by-step step how to do these things. You either, you know, you start kicking it decently or you never get the hang of it. You know, it's kind of something we just, you just do and sort of having to actually get taught and and go through those processes yourself with your kicking mechanics and, you know, it's a, a bit like sort of getting your golf swing right and things like it's yep. um, until you actually go through it yourself, it you probably makes it hard to, to teach it. And um, so they've probably got, got a good teacher on their hands and uh, sure, hopefully you will uh, produce some good footballers out of it. Um, and hopefully – or next year, once the the league's all up and running, you're out there running around as the bush rangers, uh, putting fear into the hearts of uh, the other <laughs> USAFL teams you you play against. That's, and, uh, that.
1: That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, um, should, yeah. Oh, we should
0: be a good, decent time. Yeah, no, sounds good. And uh, mate, if we ever ever get out of our allowed out of Victoria or yeah, you know, one day I'll do hope to get over to the States. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be trying to hit up uh, Alabama, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and if yeah. you're ever back in Victoria at any stage, uh, mate, you're always welcome down to to the Cobras for a kick. I'll, I'll tell you what, mate. He comes down to the Cobras
2: for a kick, puts a jumper on. You'll know our song pretty bloody well. The walk song? No, no, no. The... Uh, the Birmingham Bush Rangers song. Oh, is it? one. Yeah, we've got the, uh, the Cobra Land. So, the Birmingham, okay. we've got the, uh, the Richmond theme song, but just the Birmingham,
0: you know, we're from Birmingham, so similar to Oz. So, I had, had to get that song. in. Had to get yeah. that in. I mean,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, they gotta, they got to make sure they get a few wins in their first year then to, to get a chance yeah, to right. sing it.
1: That's right. If we'll just have a scratch match with each other, and we it awesome. Just
2: in case. And the thing is the best thing with the um that song as well is that if someone doesn't know the word, they've just got kind of to fill in just in between the huh, huh You know, the ones that you know yeah. you don't know the words, you just in between the in between the gaps. Exactly. Like we have we have plenty of blokes at our club that somehow still don't know the words and all they do is do that ably bloody noise.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> know what the word is. the noise, I guess, what you call it. Uh,
1: uh, that'd, yeah. that'd be like a yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm known. I'm known for the uh, the the last one in our song. I didn't know the whole way through. Actually, I'm the one that gets it, does it. Does help <laughs> with my voice is a lot louder than everybody else at the club. <laughs> and also last year when I was joining the song, I was about ten beers deep every time. So that always always helps. <laughs> actually, no, probably fifteen to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come down for a few. <laughs> Uh
0: Before we wrap up, we we have just started a uh, well. What, I was week wondering seven how
2: in. long this was going to take
0: to get kept bring up. Mate, we're fantasy football players this year. We've, you know, with the lack of us getting to play a physical sport, we've found other ways to stay occupied. So we've started a, a fantasy football league this year, mm-hmm. and first time what any of us have done it. It's going all right, but as a punter, mate, are you disappointed that special teams just gets lumped in with defense for points, or you don't, you know, punters don't get any recognition in fantasy at all?
1: Uh actually, I don't. I don't even really watch football, to be honest. I watch ice hockey soccer, so and, and footy. But I will say I heard that the other week because I was like, oh, do you need to know any punters? Because you know, I've got a couple of mates out there and they're like, I don't really count them. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And I was a little disappointed when I heard that. But.
0: Yeah, it wasn't something until, until we started doing it, someone's like, oh, what about special teams? that's no, just part of defence, so... Um, one of the boys got really excited the other week when someone returned a, a kick return for a touchdown and that got him some decent points for his defense. And he's like, How the hell do I score so many points? <laughs> kick, kick return.
2: That <laughs> was, was really, sad. I didn't know that was, I, I didn't know that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how, how you get points with special teams and whatever it is what it is. Just
0: maybe didn't realize it was in your defense to score. Uh, the punters just get left out, man. They could do a booming, bloody 80 yard punt. Get nothing for it. No recognition, nothing.
1: I feel like it would be hard to get points off that, though, because of situational things. Mm. I don't know. I've, I've never really thought how they would even – I mean, is this the first year they've pulled them out or what?
0: No, no, it's, all, it's always been – it's only first year we've played it. But So, yeah, defence special teams are just a combined thing. They've got certain so they things. So
1: kickers, though, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah kickers – uh, or on his own because they get points for, yeah. like if yeah between certain distances they get more points if they kick a field goal for a certain.
1: Yeah, I can yeah. understand.
0: So punters yeah, just that's get. You upsetting.
1: Know. <laughs> but at least I'll... I've been. Hopefully they're still in Madden 21 or
0: whatever it is. Yeah, mate. This I, I don't think I've ever punted in Madden at you all. You always go I'm for honest. it. I just go for
1: it. I <laughs> will agree. <laughs> i the same. Thing. <laughs> I actually tried it once in a game. I tried to go for it at my junior college. And I'm, the coach was like, yeah, make sure you hit it here. I'm like, yeah, righto. And then I said to my mate, I'm like, I'm going to run it. <laughs> so I got it there and the bloke snapped it. And I, was, I ran around and I saw this bloke just standing right there. No one on him. I'm like, fuck. I ran, tried to dodge him and he's just smacked me. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Like I didn't hear you properly, didn't hear you, didn't hear you.
1: <laughs> like, I thought you said run it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> These damn helmets, just they block your hearing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Not even used to wearing a bloody helmet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you never even got to do a pass at all?
1: I i, I did it at my Juco and I, it was a completed pass, probably about three yards. Nah.
0: Oh, that, that's, that's still positive, still gainage, still gain yardage. 100% passing efficiency. Yeah.
1: Was the number one quarterback in the
0: school. One <laughs> completion. <laughs> oh mate. Um, yeah, thanks each for joining us. Best of luck with everything, uh, getting it all started. Uh we wish you all the best with it. Um and we'll make sure everyone follows along on the Birmingham Bush Rangers uh, Facebook page and check you guys out. We'll share the links to that so that people can follow along the journey as you get started and um, yeah best of luck with everything
1: awesome thanks boys we'll catch up when we can anyway yeah
0: absolutely awesome, take care okay. cheers mate.
1: Right,
0: Bye. thanks for watching the cobra cast with the present vp and if you need somebody to talk to why not contact new life psychology in beric they are now taking phone appointments or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info and we are supporters of TAC's Toward Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number.
2: Hey Siri, play the Cobra with the present VP.